0: The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download that app today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home to free daily video picks from the SGPN crew. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And we are also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just head on over to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. And finally, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. From April 29th to May 4th, if you deposit on Underdog Fantasy, you have a chance to win a million dollars in their best ball contest. That's right, a million dollars! Sign up now at UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN.
1: Hello, my degenerate friends, and welcome. Thank, you, Actually, thank you for welcoming us back into your eardrums. It's the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 34. This one's dedicated to the round mound of rebound Charles Barkley, the greatest 34, the MVP of on the Phoenix Suns back in the glory days. Actually, the best team in the league, uh, I might uh, add right now, so maybe these are the glory days but we're not going to talk about basketball too much here. Occasionally we will talk about wrestling because Apple thinks we're a wrestling podcast, but we will um, usually not talk about basketball. So uh, thank you for coming to the podcast. Uh, Hopefully you're listening to this on our brand new spanking new feed, the MMA Gambling Podcast feed. Uh, Our numbers there are going up. So a lot of you are finding us there, it seems. If you're still listening to us on the Sports Gambling Podcast main feed, uh, please subscribe to our dedicated feed also. I believe the plan is uh, we're not going to be on the main feed for too much longer, and then you won't be hearing our amazing takes. And we did have some amazing takes um, for this last weekend's uh, weekend's fight card, let me tell you. We had some amazing takes. Um, and if I sound a little different, um, as a lot of my fans know um, who watch my Better Than Vegas videos, the uh, pandemic may not be over, but the pandemic beard is dead. Um, Rest in peace, pen, pandemic beard. Long with the pandemic beard, but uh, it is gone. So I, I may sound a little different because I don't have a huge, huge beard, um, and I have to figure out what I'm gonna do. Like my, I haven't introduced me yet, but my co-host likes to talk and talk and talk, and he has all these in-depth analysis of like, of these fighters. He knows so much about people, and I usually just play play with my beard and daydream when he talks, but I don't have a beard to play with anymore, so I don't know what I'm gonna do. Um, maybe I won't let him talk. Um, maybe not. We'll have to wait and see. Um, and that co-host, actually, uh, when we went off the air last week, I realized he was like uh, taken aback because he, he thought I gave him a really nice, complimentary uh, introduction instead of crapping on him like I usually do. Um, but I realized, like a second or two before he like uh, thanked me for being so nice to him, I had called him a fraud. Uh, During that, uh, during that, um, during that introduction. So um, either he didn't hear that or I think we have a case of Stockholm syndrome here and he's um, starting to uh, humanize his his captor and and tormentor. But regardless, um, it would be Daniel Gumby Vreeland, who's really good at picking fights again.
0: I'm back to being good at picking fights. And I will tell you, I definitely missed the fraud call because it did sound (laughs) totally complimentary up until you snuck that in. Uh, yeah. And I, I feel like I didn't even get that in production. I, I feel like I'm just being revealed to it now. So uh, yeah. Um, I, I I feel bad if I if I hadn't done so well, I probably would have started this this show in the uh, in a bad place.
1: Yeah. Well, it was. I told you I loved you at the end of it, so I think that's you just heard that part. That's, that's um, the most but, important part. <laughs> but, but right, it was just being a fraud about about the whole Gumby thing. That's all. Uh, oh yeah, because uh, I don't understand. You're kind of don't... Gumby, but but you know nothing about Gumby, so you are a fraud, basically. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about that. Gumby, but like I I am Gumby embodied, so yes, yeah. <laughs> he is Gumby embodied in body and mind. Um, and he is damn good at picking fights. We ended up with um. Speaking of last week's uh, event, or depending on when you're listening to us, it may have been last night's event, if we get this out to you Sunday night. Um, UFC on ESPN, Reyes versus Uh We ended up with 10 fights that, that oh, we actually had picks for. 11, 11 fights. fights. But one turned into a draw, so uh, that one we'll just throw it out uh, in the wash. We lost uh, one of our underdog fights um, because we had a, a fatty fatty who came in five pounds overweight. And um, so that fight got, got canceled. Yeah, even though, um, what's his name? Jonathan, why am I blanking on his name? Jonathan Pierce. Um, if he had listened to our show, he would have known uh, he, he would have taken that fight because he would have known that people who miss weight are only winning 34% of the time. So he would have not uh, turned down the fight against uh, Mowgli Benitez as based on him being five pounds overweight, he would have taken it, uh knowing that he had a better chance of winning it. But that, that might be true, but
0: but Luana Carolina, who missed weight earlier on the fight card too, she won having missed weight too. So this this was one that was bucking the trend a little bit.
1: It, very true. Um so uh we had ten fights we actually had results for. Dan went nine and one. I went eight and two, so nothing that seems that for either of us. But but Dan is back after a six and seven and five and five week. He is back, baby. And the only fight he whiffed on was a split decision too. Um, that was fight. Yeah, it was a split decision, right? Uh, Paul, yeah, the Paulie, the, Paulie the, the Luana Carolina one, the one where yeah. she missed
0: weight too. And and I didn't yes. even know she missed weight, and I would have, you know, exactly. that would have helped my pick even more.
1: Yeah. So he went nine and one. Like I said, I went. Uh, he was up about five hundred bucks. I was up about. 270 um past two weeks so i am 17 and 6 so i'm back on a heater i think baby and dan is 15 and 8 which isn't too shabby so i think it's safe to say we're both on heaters right
0: yeah i think
1: i think those numbers <laughs> constitute heaters we, we exactly. should
0: we should go ahead and make good picks this week too though to just you know make sure let's that, do that it. yeah that that stays that way
1: all right let's do it maybe that yeah I, I think i announced that a month or then we we're going to start that, making our yeah. Good picks yeah i'm right yeah uh, obviously yeah we're gonna we're gonna dig our way back out now that we actually have uh more listeners you know we have to um have to make get on our promises here of pick and fight so uh for the year because i know you, you at home really care um actually it's you should care because this shows you how reputable we or not we are i am at 57 on uh, my picks dan is up to 54 percent so he is uh catching up and I'm creeping closer to the... I want to get to be at least 60%. So we are getting close. I'm getting close to that. Uh, Dan's down $1,800. Bucks, I'm down $2,100. Bucks. So that shows you how much fun we had at the starting of the year uh, with our picks. Uh, we both nailed our locks, which were the, basically the only two fight, two decent fights of the night. Um, so now I'm 7-1 on my locks. I'm up 43%. Dan is uh, up to 500. 4-4. Four four. He's down 18% though. So... That is all these stats for. It was basically a, uh, I guess, guess you could call it a boring fight card until until the last couple couple fights. I little did I know how much control I had on it. I tweeted out that I would, uh, somehow, I, I I'd give uh, my kingdom for a for a fight finish. And right after that, we had two finishes. So if I had tweeted it starting the night, we would have had a much quicker and funner night, I believe, uh, watching fights because there was a heck of a lot. Everything was was a decision except for one disqualification and the final two fights. So we had a lot of decisions uh, and some split decisions as well, which are never fun to see. If you got muddy on it, it's a very uh, nerve-wracking experience.
0: Yeah, and I would say, you know, I, I agree with you. You know, I'd much rather there be a slew of uh, crazy knockouts. But I will say there was like th- maybe three or four fights on that card that were very exciting to watch, despite the fact that we didn't get any finish on them. Um, You know, there there were a couple of duds in there. There were a couple I didn't really love, but there were a couple that were were quite fun.
1: Yep. No, it's true. It's true. Especially And considering you had a couple of split decisions, you you had some close ones, too. So, we'll we'll break down the whole card for you quickly. But before, I want to tell you about WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas Experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today, and you'll receive a special offer of up to 500 risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. Okay, um, let's start at the top. Um, what a fight that was! Uh, one fight of the night. Yuri Brahashka won via uh, spinning back elbow over Dominic Reyes. Um, and I had the—I think I had the tweet of the night. I tweeted that. Yuri Prohashka more like Yuri Profanshka, right Dan? That's a good one, right? I I don't know if that's a good one or not. <laughs> he's super fun though, dude. He is, um, I, I will say <laughs> that he is
0: one of the most fun dudes to watch. Because I'll say this too, like, we, we've talked about guys being fun who go in there and just bang, and we've talked about guys who are being fun when they go in there and they're technical. And I feel like he's like a nice crossover between the two, right? Because like... He is throwing an absurd amount of volume when he fights. An absolutely absurd amount of volume did he dump on Dominic Reyes. But he didn't look at any point in time like he was... I, I mean, like, uh, th- there were times where he was sloppy, but th- not all that sloppy, right? Like, he was pretty well put together, and I expected him to, to start to fade a little bit in there or something, because he... I mean, like I said, the the volume was ridiculous, but... He he looks like he could do that for twenty-five minutes, and that's insane.
1: Yep, no doubt. The um and the hands down is quite a uh, nerve wracking experience if if you got money on, on the guy. He uh, he eats a lot of shots.
0: Yeah, I'm worried about how that's gonna work against Jan Blankovic.
1: Right. Yeah, like I mean, yep. like I,
0: I I'm and of course I'm speaking out of turn and saying that I think Jan Blankovic is going to be Glover Teixeira, and he will still be the champ to face Yuri Prohaska, but, like, uh, yeah, against a guy who punches a little bit harder, because Dominic Grace, it's not that he doesn't have knockouts, but, like, when you look at the knockouts he's got, you know, like, he he knocked out Chris Weidman, you know, he knocked out Jared Cannonier, and right now we're talking about him having knocked out two dudes who were actually middleweights, so, uh, and, and you know, he's got one other knockout in that UFC, and it was against Joachim Christensen, so, not exactly like a KO artist would you say so for for, you know even he he was tagging him uh and you know Jan Blankovic tags you like that it could be night night
1: yeah no the the power power difference between um Reyes and uh, the champ is is definitely um definitely a huge gap there um yeah Brohashka, he's one of those one of those weirdos oddballs that that are in a good way that uh that could really bring some excitement to a fight inside and out. He's, you know, uh, with the haircut and his whole uh, mental approach to martial arts and his, his quirky um, interviews and, and just the way he fights, he's, I had a, a acquaintance say this, this is the type of guy that may um, he's a bit of a lapse fan. He said, this is a type of guy that may get me back into, into loving the sport again. Cause he's, he's one of those guys. Uh, I commented that he, it's a lot like Fadar where he um, gets himself in trouble and gets rocked in a fight only to come back and win the, the spectacular violent fashion, which is what Fadar was known for in the day, being at the, on the brink of death and then somehow uh, coming back and absolutely destroying the guy.
0: Yeah, that that isn't a bad point either. Yeah, like he, he does seem to he, – man, he does seem to just be one of those guys who – Although did you feel like he was out of there at any point in time or he was in a no. bad
1: situation like well, he, he got rocked definitely in the what that was first was I guess it would have been the first round um or was it the second round when you got he he got rocked at one point and uh and Reyes um uh, they ended up uh, grappling, and, and he uh, ended up in the ground, and he raised at him, I think, in a guillotine. Oh, but he, right, right. He, and he, 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 he popped got loose and That's it, right. Yeah, he popped out, and he was fine by that point. But, yeah, he, he definitely seemed to be not not totally with it after that. And I was thinking, oh, man. Our, oh, by the way, we're, we're bearing the lead. We, we nailed this. We said Prohoshka would be a key, KO was, was the bet to make. And we encouraged, we, it, you, the-
0: we encouraged you heavily, heavily to go out and put – uh that prop bet down uh at, i believe you could get it at plus 140 and it just seemed yeah. like such a slam dunk at that time so uh yeah that we're, we're gonna toot our own horn on that one because uh yeah, yeah not, not only did we get the pick right uh but we got the method right and we encouraged the prop in addition
1: right but yeah uh, uh going back to the question that you seem to be in a bit of a trouble then um i, I was thinking uh-oh uh, because he was just looking amazing up to that point. Uh, Reyes was, was eating everything he was dishing out, but um, he was it, there were several flurries where it looked like the, he, he was at the point where he, he was gonna stop Reyes. Um, and then he got caught himself, but then obviously, uh, early in round two, he um, was earlier late in round two, I can't even remember, everything's a blur to me. And yeah, he he had him with the swinging back elbow, and that was the end of it, and he got himself his. Pilot reel knockout and it looks like he's gonna get a title shot. Title shot next.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've said pretty much the winner of this was gonna get it. I, I was gonna, to be completely honest, I, I think if it was Dominic Reyes who won this fight, you, you'd have a tough time selling me on him as the next yep. title challenger, having just been flatlined by uh, Jan Blankovic. Uh, granted, it, that, that's again saying if Glover Teixeira doesn't win, like if Glover had won and Reyes had won, sure you could. You can pair them up, but yeah, I think that was more of an enticement for Yuri. Um, and, and hey, it turns out that's all it needed to be an enticement for. Because man, is he—he's fun to watch. And and come to think of it, now that you mentioned that he seems to put himself in a bad spot, did Volkan Ostermere tag him too?
1: Probably. I, I don't remember anything, as you know. So if you can't remember, I—I <laughs> I definitely can't can't remember. But yeah, he's—he's he's been knocked out before. Um, King Mo got him and. I think a couple other people have knocked him out, so it's not like um, he, he doesn't get himself knocked out. That, that's the one difference from Fadar. Fadar would uh, not get knocked out back in those days, but he does. Um, he does now. Yeah, he does now. <laughs> yes, by by but, bad yeah, fighters he, too. He, <laughs> yes, he, he's he's been knocked out. Uh, Yuri, we don't have to worry about Yuri. He's only 28 at this point, so um, and it doesn't seem like this is too um, too much too soon either. Getting him into a title. A, a title shot. He he's he's won two fights, both versus top challengers, both versus former title challengers, both via knockout. Um, and before that, you know, he's got a slew of of victims, like I've mentioned, like we mentioned in the preview um, to that event, a slew of victims in in Ryzen and and in uh, Europe. Um, a lot of names that people have heard of, a lot of big names. Um, so. I don't think it's too too much too soon for him. Uh, you agree with that?
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And and you're right. Not not only big names that people would heard of, you know, like C.B. Dalway, Fabio Maldonado, King Mo, but also people who are 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 UFC level talents too, and like Brandon right. Halsey and Carl Albrechtson, and you know, I mean, he he knocked out the Bellator champ Vadim Nemkov, yep. so like, I mean, like he's He's been in there with all of the guys who he would have basically been in with on a run up the UFC light heavyweight division if he was there, right? Like right. if yep. you're a, if you're a regional level uh, light heavyweight who gets signed, you probably fight somebody like Fabio Maldonado or Brandon Halsey first and then you fight somebody like CB Dalloway. And then if you were spectacular in both of those, you might get a late second, last second replacement fight against Volkanos Demir. And so like, he's basically done that same, like run up the ladder. He just did it somewhere else.
1: Yep. Yeah, very, very true. Um, And I forgot to mention uh, last week is, uh, do you know what his nickname uh is? Denisa uh, is the main nickname that we hear, but do you know what the, his nickname was in Japan?
0: I don't, but I will also tell you this before you get to what Denisa is. Yeah. Um, sort of a bummer here. He's trying to get rid of that nickname. Oh yeah. I, I read on Twitter earlier today, I think it was John Anik tweeted it out, uh, saying he's looking for, for fans to come up with a better nickname for him, which is, it seems like the wrong way to, to do that. Right. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Denise he got because, uh, apparently some, his trainer at the gym called, um, called out for a girl there named Denise and, um, uh, yuri for some reason responded and so that became his name <laughs> denisa but anyhow his his name in uh japan was Cheko no kicho which means the czech flying monster which is an amazing nickname <laughs> that's so much better I, I think you should just go with that that's yeah, way that's, better and that's uh, yeah and that, it fits him perfectly so um yeah hopefully we we've got um lots more fun fights with that guy uh coming up now we sounds like we're both probably, at this point, we're both picking Jan Blankovic to beat Glover. Uh, what do you think happens when Jan and Yuri uh, meet up?
0: You know, I actually think I'll feel out um, Jan through the Glover fight um, because I think Glover is going to bring pressure to Jan Blankowicz. Um Obviously, a very different kind of pressure. You know, he's going to bring more... Uh, I want to put you up against the cage. I want, but but I want to see how Jan Blankovic reacts to somebody who very much wants to move him backwards. Um, and I think that will largely determine whether or not I think he can handle Yuri Brohashka. Because if he, if Glover is able to move him backwards, I'm picking Yuri. That that's a bottom line, easy analysis piece, right? Is is if Glover to share his footwork and pressure is is even if it's not too much for Jan to eventually deal with or counter. Uh, the fact that he's moving backwards against uh, Glover Teixeira would be enough to give me pause and cause me to pick Yuri Proshka.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. I worry about um. Jan's power and and Yuri's um. Uh, tendency to to eat a bunch of shots. So uh, I would um. I would pause on picking Yuri because of that, but we'll we'll see. Um like you said, it's a good plan. We'll wait and see what he looks like after the Glover fight. And as for Dominic Reyes, uh someone's changed his nickname I see on Twitter to The Undertaker because the boy is dead. Um so I don't think his career is dead though. Um he, he's lost three straight, both via last two via knockout. Um two of those title fights though. Um hopefully they'll just uh downcycle him. To lower portions of the of the rankings let him fight some guys there and work his work his way up or this could have destroyed his chin and that could be the end of him uh, as a top fighter right? you never know until we till we see him in there again
0: yeah and i i think what you're saying right there with this could be the end of him being a top fighter or if his chin is destroyed i i think that really speaks to the type of fighter they should give him next is to determine, yeah. to determine whether or not that's true, and may, maybe that's cruel that I want to see him against somebody with some power, um, because I I just want to see if it's over, you know what I mean? Like I, I want to know. So you know, like people like Ryan Span, Johnny Walker, the key even Nikita Krylov, like that that's the type of guy I want to see him against. I don't want to see him against like. Magomed Ankalaev, who who does have knockout power, but largely he wants to go in and wrestle you. And I don't want to see him against Anthony Smith or, you know, Misha Serkinov or Jimmy Crew. Like, those guys are all going to want to – I, I want to see somebody who wants to go in there and punch his lights out, and I want to see if they can turn him off again.
1: Yep. Dan is uh, sadistic but um that's the only way only way you're going to find out whether this this guy still has it or not so um yeah so we spent a lot of time in, on the main event but that was obviously that was the that was the the fight. That and the co-main event were, were the ones that really were the eye-openers of the night. Uh, before we move on to the co-main event, let me tell you about Roman. Look, no one's perfect. Like Even Gumby got one pick wrong last week. So <laughs> even, even Gumby isn't perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you come out short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to GetRoman.com slash SGP now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S.-licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two days' shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Get started. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com SGP and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. So go to GetRoman.com slash SGP now, and you can get 15 bucks off your first month. Look, it's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash SGP. Get started now to save $50 on your first month of treatment. Okay. Um, the co-main event was the Featherweight. Uh, and we we got to see the Giga Kick, or is that that's what he calls it, right? That's, the what, that's what they're calling kick. it, the Giga Kick. He, yes, uh, minute in end to the fight, he shut down Cub Swanson with the body kick. I guess he hit him in the liver, um, and that ended things. Even though the referee insisted on him punching him a few more times uh, before stopping the fight, but. Um, yeah, but we were thinking he was going to win because of the kickboxing, and that definitely was the case here. Very impressive showing in in a minute. Uh, stop the guy who does not get stopped in fights, basically. Uh, Cub Swampson is as tough as they come, and he's what he's been knocked out twice in 39 fights uh, total. He's that was his second uh, second knockout slash TKO TKO loss on his record. Uh, the first one was like uh I'm thinking it was Jose Aldo which Yeah, was by like, like
0: 5 second flying yeah. knee or some shit. Flying knee,
1: fly knee, and punches, 8 seconds. WEC 41, WEC Never Die. Uh we talked about it almost every week it seems. Um yeah, so that was June of t- 2009. So um Cicchese did not just pick off a, an old guy who's who's crumbling apart. He he picked off a guy who does not get finished in, in fights and he finished him extremely quickly.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, we didn't get this prop right because heading into the fight, you were no. like, do you like the Giga Chikadze finish prop? And I actually said no, because sometimes he goes out no. and looks a little bit tentative, right? And, and yep. it, Especially if you look at his first couple of fights in the UFC, le- less so in the last one, but, you know, in the the last fight before this one against Cub Swanson, and he was fighting a guy... Uh, you know, no offense to Jamie Simmons, but, like, really not even close to Giga Chikadze's level, right? Like, he, he took that fight on short notice. Giga just wanted to get get his punches in, and, and, you know, he obviously felt really comfortable. So, to see him that aggressive against Cub Swanson and look that good, whew, it, it's really hard to believe that this dude is not a top 10 featherweight, and maybe even higher than that. Like, you know, I was just looking at the rankings, and, like, would you put him... Like, would would you put him behind Dan Ige?
1: I'm not sure I would. Yeah. Would you? My, put... my performance. Yeah, the performance rank very interrupt. Performance rankings looks like after that he'll be up into about eighth in my eighth or ninth. So firmly in the top ten in my uh, performance rankings on MMA Manifesto dot R- Below uh, Ige though, but you know that's Ige had, had more fights in the UFC than, than he has too, which which. Um, which adds to these rankings and stuff. But yeah, he's, he's right. Duffy's right in the mix. Yeah. Uh,
0: and, and I'd probably take him over guys like Arnold Allen or Sadiq Yusuf for, yeah, I, I maybe would pick him to beat Josh Emmett at this point. Um, man, him versus yep. Yair Rodriguez would be fun as hell. Uh, Him versus Calvin Cater would be like one of the most fun striking matches. I can I can even imagine. So like, yeah, like I think he is, like sky's sort of the limit for him right now and in, in what he can do and where he can go next i know he called out max holloway who he's not fucking getting but like no. uh you know like catapult this dude up the rankings i'm ready to see him fight some dudes yeah
1: max holiday is probably uh, max Holloway. uh max holloway is probably what a fight away for him though you think if he can pick off a guy in the in the top 10 and you know, Holloway w- would be a reasonable opponent after that, you'd think.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that that's true. Only here's the thing I will say about Giga, too, is, is nobody has wanted to fight Giga. Like, no. I, when I interviewed him this past weekend right before... By the way, top Turtle guest hey. doing well. Look at that. Um, yes. So, uh, when I interviewed him right before this fight, he said uh, Bryce Mitchell had turned down a fight with him. Shane Burgos had turned down to fight with him. Edson Barboza had turned down a fight with him. Like, there had been... And granted, you know, I'm not saying all those guys are scared of him. Like that, that's a shitty narrative and a terrible, you know, yeah. you know, bad journalism. They're they're fighters. They're not all afraid of him. But the the risk reward on fighting a guy like Giga Chikadze, who is not maybe dynamite on the mic or doesn't have like a funny backstory, right? Like fighting Bryce Mitchell, despite the fact that he's dangerous, makes sense for for a lot of fighters, right? Because Bryce Mitchell has got a ton of hype behind him. Giga is kind of a quiet yep. guy on the mic, and he's from Georgia, so he's not, like, really boastful. He's, like, super respectful in all of his interviews. You know, like, for the same reason nobody wants to fight Merab Davalishvili, who we'll talk about later. Like, who would want to yep. fight Giga Chikadze?
1: Yeah, well, hopefully this has got some uh, – put some respect on his name, as the kids like to say. <laughs> um, this, this was a high high-profile opponent, high-profile – spot on a card and a a very high profile um outcome for him so um plus hopefully he'll get a number beside his name in the official ufc rankings and then people will be more uh more um willing to to fight him you'd think um he has uh, we should mention this fight he's a featherweight 145 pounds he has Uh, offered to fight uh, Donald Cerrone next weekend. Uh, Donald Cerrone is looking for an opponent. He's offered to fight him at uh, welterweight on short notice. Um, so, would, would you would you consider happen. Becky
0: betting Giga Chikadze if that
1: was the case? Oh yeah, for sure, especially with with the body kicks, definitely. That's, yeah, that's the Cowboys. I, yeah, oh boy, I hope. And, and I it's hope not like make... it's not like
0: Cowboy could wrestle him up either. Like no. I, I hope they make that fight, cause like yeah, make it. How big would that be for Giga's career if he went up two weight yeah. classes a week after and just kicked Cerrone's head into a different zip code?
1: Yeah, wouldn't be his head. It'd be his liver out, out, out of the back of his body, probably. But, yeah, because he cannot take body shots. Yeah, that, now that I said it out loud, that, that would be lots of fun. I, I doubt that probably isn't going to happen. I, uh, but who knows? Next weekend's card is, so we'll talk about before we get out of here, but it's it's, uh, it's in flux, to say it's, the least. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's very, very weird. All right, uh, before that, we had um, Jan Kudalaba, Justin Justin. I cannot talk. Justin. I did that last episode too. I think I called him Justin Jacoby. It's uh, Dustin Jacoby. How about? um They went to a very rare split draw. uh Someone in my pick 'em contest and my manifesto actually picked this fight to go to a draw, and he was oh. right. Uh, he he whiffed on a bunch of the other fights, but he didn't whiff on this one somehow. Is he so, the guy who picks draw
0: uh, for everything?
1: No. Oh, he, it's he, not yeah, even that guy. guy yeah. <laughs> and, and another guy made his name. I guarantee I'm going to get eight points, and he got seven points, so he was almost right on the uh, right on the the button there. So, but regardless, um, yeah, after the first round, um, when angry, angry boy Jan Kudalaba, who's one of the angriest boys right he's even angrier than Marvin Maturi, I think. But Would you agree with he's
0: that? Definitely angrier. He's yeah. He, is, he turns green sometimes. And he's I, so mad. I would also say like he's not just angry, but he's also and and I don't use this word lightly. He's stupid. Um, yes, <laughs> like, he is. Like what the what the fuck is wrong with you? You're gonna you're gonna collar tie a guy at weigh-ins and like do you remember the time he just like walked directly into Magomed ankilev Like he was just like strutting across the cage and no everybody was like well, yes. he's not gonna run into him and then like no that's what he did. He ran into him and ankilev <laughs> Like got proper underhooks and like tossed him a little bit.
1: And then he he's also the guy who, um, yeah, against Ankleb, where he he said he was just pretending to be hurt when and the ref stopped the fight. Uh, so yeah, yeah, he, he's he's not the uh the smartest of guys, but um he came out like House on Fire like he always does because he's very very angry. Um, it has to show how tough he is. So, um, and after the after he won most well at least uh michael Bisbin was putting out the uh thoughts that that was a 10-8 round which i was thinking yeah it probably was because he he was really putting the hurt on Jacoby. after that i thought okay here we go we're gonna end up with a with a draw because that seemed to be the way it's had it because uh kudalaba tends to tire himself out because once he burns off all that anger um he gets tired the last couple rounds and that's when Jacoby poured it on and lo and behold we had ourselves a a uh, split draw, and that's a fight Dan and I had different uh, picks in, so it would have been nice for one of us to, to get a winner there, but alas, we did not.
0: Yeah, and, and I would say, too, I, I totally agree with the the draw, right? Like, I thought yeah. Jacoby won the last two. I don't think there's yep. any problem with the elbows that, you know, Kudalaba was landing that, that we give him a 10-8 first. You know, I was kind of hoping it was a 10-9 because I was kind of hoping – uh, <laughs> I-, I was kind of hoping Jacoby was gonna steal it. Uh, because not yep. only, not only do I like Jacoby because he was a guest on my show, not only do I, did I had picked him against you and wanted that, but like, also like he's a super nice guy and he do a lot, like a, I mean he's a dumbass. Like, he's, like he's just the type of guy you want to see lose. So, uh, he he sort of entered that Mike Perry realm for me where I just kind of hope he gets beat enough that I don't have to see him anymore. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's uh, Jeremy Stevens. Mike Perry is one of those one of those guys um, that, that attacks people at uh, at weigh-ins. He's one of those guys. So. Well,
0: Mike Perry's uh, never uh, attacked people at weigh-ins, but true. he has
1: done. He attacks people outside at, at, bar, at bars, <laughs> you know, yes. various, other places, various other places, various other locales. Yes. Uh, inanimate objects and and whatnot also. But, <laughs> you know, that that was uh, that was a pretty decent fight, but I had a feeling we were going to get. Uh, kissing your sister type outcome there where, where no one wins and we end up with a tie. So. Um, then we had Sean Strickland um, who said uh, he fought like a coward, he says, but he uh, beat uh, Christoph Jaco pretty easily, pretty handily, three rounds to none on two scorecards, uh, two rounds to one on another. So his star is still on the rise. He's very firmly top five, top ten middleweight, and very surprisingly and very, very quietly. Yeah, uh, moved his way up up in there.
0: Yeah, he he looked good again. I I will say the thing that continues to impress me of him at middleweight is somehow his hands look faster than they did at welterweight. Um, and, and he he looks way better, uh, cardio wise too. So you know, just another great example of a guy who just needed to go up weight before he looked a whole heck of a lot better um but yeah i think it's time for him to fight uh one of the guys you know you see up there all the time you know somebody with a some sort of name value like a calvin gastelum or uh you know not chris weidman because chris weidman's leg exploded but somebody of that nature
1: yeah let me see who in my rankings who we got around him we've got Hermanson, till costa rye hall jerry Cannonier, do you like any of those names they all, for him
0: they all seem a little too high for him like he's yeah. on a good run but i think each of those guys is only a win or two away from a title shot and i think he's probably yeah. a little more than that so uh i, I like somebody yeah. a little bit further down
1: yeah Gaslin was all right uh you mentioned him um who else we got? Jockeray, Brad Tavares. How about Shabazian? Would you like to yeah, see him fight she, a young that, guy like
0: that? Yeah, that's right around the right the right level for All me. Right. Somebody like Edmund Shabazian or or um not not Jacare, but who was the other one you said there? Um.
1: Oh, Tavares. 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 Yeah, Tavares. yeah, yeah. I,
0: I'd watch him. I'd watch him fight Tavares. I'd watch him fight yep. Gaslam. I'd watch him fight Edmund Shabazian. Someone in in that sort
1: of tier for me. You, you'll watch him fight no matter who he fights yeah i mean that, i'm so. yeah who we'll, you can we'll, yeah and we'll it's have a hundred dollars we'll on it too <laughs> exactly it's your job damn it um and then uh starting off the main card the, the village Villy did exactly what we expected he outrusted cody stamen uh three rounds to nine two rounds to one on two scorecards one one uh um, judge had it three rounds to none yeah very impressive Performance wasn't a finish or anything flashy, but he did exactly what we expected him to do, and uh, he's on his way up also in weight.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting to me, too, because this was, um, you know, like, I I picked Murab. I thought Murab had a great chance of winning here, but this was the first time we, since since he last lost uh, in a fight where, you know, arguments could be made for him winning that fight still um, against Ricky Simon. In in the last six fights that he's won in a row, which have all been unanimous decisions this is the first time he fought somebody with some pretty substantial wrestling in his right. game um in Cody Stamann right cuz Tarian Ware Brad Katona Casey Kenny Gustavo Lopez uh John Dodson's got a little bit but like this was a much bigger step up into the wrestling department, which is interesting. Cause obviously there are some guys who can wrestle at the top of this division, right? The Pitter Jans And, uh, yep. he probably won't ever fight, uh, Aljamain Sterling cause they're like best friends, but like somebody of yeah. that nature is going to give him a tough, tougher time with wrestling. So it was good to see him pass that test with flying colors here.
1: Do you have someone in mind for him? Or you want me to throw names out from the rankings close? He's, he's probably would be, uh, cracking the top 15. Oh, you're actually he already was in the UFC's top 15. Um he wasn't in mind yet because he doesn't have a lot of finishes. Um but he's right in my rankings. He's right in the range of Jimmy Rivera, Frankie Edgar, Casey Kenny who he already fought, um Dominic Cruz, Marlon Vera, Pedro Muñoz is a little higher. Um anybody in mind? Yeah, um, for for yeah, me for,
0: for me I kind of like to see him fight uh, you know, I'd like to see him fight somebody like Pedro Munoz, who's got good sub abilities yep. and stuff like that. I don't think that's a fight Pedro Munoz wants right now um, or would be, no. be eagerly signing up for. So, you know, if you look at that, like, top 10 in the UFC rankings and, and stuff like that, like, I, I kind of feel like this is this is the type of fight they give Rafael out, right? Like, that motherfucker will take right, – yeah. that dude will take a yeah. fight against anybody and it's like, hey, Rafael out. Thanks for accepting another fight. Would you like to fight another guy who's a terrible stylistic matchup for you? Where, yep. like the poor bastard has fought back to back to back to back Marlon Marias, Corey Sandhagen, and Cody Garbrand, and they just keep giving him guys like that. So, you yep. know, like, uh, yeah, line him up with a uh, Sun Tso and let's see. Although I think a Sun Tso's booked already. Damn, I think he is.
1: Yeah, it sounds. He's fighting Co- like Kyler me.
0: Phillips. He might be Kyler right, yes. Phillips, yes, which is
1: the, the ultimate bro. Yeah, which... the ultimate bro. I,
0: <laughs> I will also say Kyler Phillips versus Marab Devolashvili wouldn't be boring. Um, so maybe It'd hey, be. maybe just give him the winner of a Sun and Phillips.
1: Yep, there we go. Well, we're doing your job for you, UFC because I know you're listening. Um, make sure we don't say anything bad about Dana. Um, or it'll go go in his his binder of of all. Did you hear about that? He apparently the, he gets like a binder of all like stories about. Uh, about him apparently and uh like negative ones that's, and that's stuff. a and weird hold, move i don't think i've ever been hold. in
0: that binder but is that where he got yeah. the inspiration for that that weird black and white video where he's like slandered a whole bunch of journalists oh. being like who knows a, a big event would be dumb and like all of the journalists were like yeah we still stand by that it was dumb. exactly
1: <laughs> exactly it's true um but i did uh everyone uh, worried about me i did get my first vaccination shot on Hell friday yeah. so I, yeah canada, canada finally, catching up with the
0: times
1: finally <laughs> so like 40 percent of us ontario ontarionians um have got our at least one shot so there you go we're we're moving on up um all right before we we will rip through the prelims then we'll tell you about next week's wacky card uh let me tell you about the last two awesome sponsors who help keep us in your ear holes underdog fantasy if you haven't played on underdog fantasy you have to check it out i have to learn how to read properly you have to check out there it's not written right it's not my fault it's it's our bosses who who wrote this incorrectly let's try again if you haven't played on underdog fantasy you have to check out their fantasy best ball tournaments there's some of the best around even better is their nfl draft weekend special Sign up between April 29th and May the 4th, and you'll have a chance to win a million dollars. That's right, $1 million. When you go to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN, you will get $25 free, which you can use to enter their Best Ball Mania 2 tournament. SGP will be running a private Best Ball drafts for the listeners as well. It's a limited time offer that ends May the 4th, so you got, what, two days when you hear this? So maybe even one day if you're not listening this to this the 3rd. So go to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for your chance to win a million dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And then what uh, I talked about earlier, Betterland.Vegas is where you got to see my uh, freshly shorn face on the weekend. Betterland.Vegas is like YouTube, but for what? Hashtag the gens only care about, which is sports betting and us good people at SGPN are giving up free daily video picks over on our Better Than Vegas profile page. Better Than Vegas is always running a ton of free contests as well. They got a ton of free picks and handicappers to check out. Make sure you subscribe to our profile so you don't miss a pick. That's sportsgummypodcast.com slash BTV, sportsgummypodcast.com slash BTV. I'm thinking if I gave you what I gave you Prohaska via knockout, I gave you that winner, I gave you a Gia chakazi so i gave you a winner there i gave you tj brown i gave you three winners last week amazing and one of them was an underdog and one of them was a prop bet you would have got plus money on both of those and then over on top turtle dan's better than vegas page with his other podcast family did you have winners on that one yeah, i, didn't watch it I also
0: week. i also gave prohashka by ko uh as a prop bet got? and then i I did say T.J. Brown, but I did uh, I went with like crazy sub bet. Um, T.J. Brown, oh, I said yeah, okay. at plus 650, uh, which which sadly didn't pan out. Uh, it actually, no. and we'll talk about that fight in a second. It looked like he didn't want to wrestle at all, um, which all right. Was, let's uh, talk was, about it now. Yeah, that's why now. was
1: he wrestling? <laughs> yeah, why was Kai Kamaka the third out wrestling T.J. Brown? We were counting on him to wrestle his way to a victory. We're very lucky we got that victory, a split decision, but he did not win that fight. And look, uh, none of the people at MMA made decisions, none of the media members who entered scores had him winning that fight either. So we, we stole money on that one.
0: Yeah. I, I don't, I didn't score for him. I, I definitely scored it for no. Kakamaka. I can yep. see how somebody, I'll say this, the 2928 scorecard for TJ Brown that two of the judges had, is actually yeah. more excusable than the 27-30 to 30 card for Kai Kamaka right. that the right. last guy had. So I don't think any of the judges got it right. I actually think it was 29-28 no. for Kamaka, and it was pretty clear that way. But I can see how you would give two rounds to Brown. He did end both of those rounds with some dominant positions, the second and the third. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was enough to steal the second. Um, I, I think he, he won the third pretty handily, but uh, which is why it's crazy to give Kamaka all three. Um but when they read that decision I was like, "Ooh, I picked yeah. him, but that is wrong."
1: <laughs> yeah. I I don't know how two judges can have it 2 rounds to 1 for Brown and one judge can have it 3 rounds to none for Kamaka. That, that's that's a pretty strange strange scorecard, uh, to say the least, but we won. So, hey, and it was plus money. So, hey, what are you going to do about it, eh? Yeah, um, it's but- the it's the <laughs>
0: MMA gods take it and the
1: MMA gods yes. give it away. Yeah. It means we have we have some tough beats uh, coming up. I think, we, I think we took our tough beats already, though, didn't uh, we? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah certainly yeah. We, yours. We but...
0: got screwed earlier.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> true. But there were quite a few, I think, that we did get screwed on. But nevertheless, uh, the fight after that was uh, the main event, was the only other technical, technically it was a finish, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a disqualification versus an illegal upkick. I told Dan on Twitter, uh, do not trust us filthy Canadians, because we're a bunch of, we act like we're nice, we are polite, but we're like, Eddie Haskell from Leave it to Beaver, we're polite to your face, but we're weasels behind your back, and random Marcos cheated and kicked Lana Pinero with an illegal upkick, and um, I I ripped through these fights quick, I don't really stick around and listen to the uh, talking about it afterwards and stuff, but apparently people are thinking uh, Pinero was was acting, once I saw it was an illegal upkick and the fight was over, I just moved on to the next, because I've got a website to run and i don't want to be up all night but um yeah i'm hearing chatter that people are thinking she was uh was uh had her actor actress cap on there and she wasn't really rocked from that illegal up i
0: i think that comes out every single time somebody that's true he does that and i would also say she asked her translator what happens if i can't continue um okay so that like yeah. automatically whether or not you you think she's laying it on thick or not, like when somebody yeah. says that, you're instantly like, ah, uh, that's a ooh, that's a question you don't want to hear. You just want to hear, can I fight or not? Um, yeah. Not like I'm clearly rocked, uh, but I don't want to no know contest in half my paycheck. It, it it's like maybe not the perfect sign that she wasn't rocked because there are reasons somebody would ask that. Like I said, the paycheck. Um, yeah I, and I don't I don't know there there's no way of knowing I'm not a doctor no. I'm not there I'm not in her brain um but I will say it was very fucking illegal
1: <laughs> yes it was and you know she didn't look all there uh to me maybe she's a really good actress but uh, yeah her eyes kept and, looking yeah her really, eyes were out of it
0: <laughs> weirdly glassy and and out of there I would say she looked more messed up than than all Joe did when he got need right. um he they, she looked in worse shape than Uh, Diego Sanchez when he quote-unquote won that fight with Michelle Pereira um so like yeah either she's a far better actor than the other two or she definitely was rocked
1: and it's it's dumb like it's dumb to question these things we don't question it in any other sport if if someone's fouled they, in the NBA, that's then not true. KP... They question
0: the hell out of soccer. That's true. They soccer, question yes. the hell out of yes. soccer. soccer is true.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> I forgot about that. But she she had no reason to want to, to get out of that fight because she was looking very good in it. She was her judo throws on Marcos, who's who's. Specialties wrestling was were super impressive. The one had, what, over the shoulder was so yes. fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she looks like a fun fighter. But um, so once again, you don't pick Canadians, people. Like I said, you don't trust us or or pick us and uh, won some money on that one because you picked against I uh, picked against against the Canadian. Um, then as mentioned earlier, we uh, we whiffed on Luana Carolina, who came in overweight. So she's a cheater. Uh, she cheated us out of money. Uh, she beat. Pollyanna, Botello, you know, close fight, a split decision, but I, I think that one was the correct call. She, you know, she out-wrestled her and stole that, stole that third round. Was, didn't steal it, but she dominated the third round, basically. It was mostly
0: sweeps for her, too, right? Like, like yeah. Botello instigated a lot of the takedowns, but it was a lot of, like, as Botello shot the takedown and worked for the takedown, like, Carolina... Flip the switch, right? Like Carolina, yep. you know, and that was impressive, uh, especially for somebody who I've kind of written off for grappling in the past. Um, so that's the one I got wrong. I feel pretty good about that one being wrong though, because it was yep. it was damn good close fight. She missed weight, um, and and let's be honest, I'm not really high on either of them.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no shame in, in losing that one. Uh, Luma looked gloomy. She looked. She's got some wrestling. Uh, She 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 grappled up pretty good against Sam Hughes is a wrestler, is she not?
0: Uh, Yeah, Sam Hughes I believe has some sort of wrestling background or at least has won a whole bunch of fights. And Loma with those, and I guess wrestling is true, like right, like we call it wrestling, but it's more. I mean, it's Muay Thai foot sweeps, right? right, Like that's what she's using. She's using. And actually, if you read the article on MMA-Manifesto.com about Loma (laughs) Lukbume going into this fight, you would have read that I am enamored with her foot sweeps. Because I think they are just, first of all, they are beautiful. They're, They're just, like, so fun to watch from an aesthetic standpoint. But also when you consider the fact that she is an atom weight. She's not even a straw weight. She belongs a weight class down. But because the UFC doesn't have it, she keeps fighting these women like Sam Hughes who are enormous compared to her, and not only are they enormous and have wrestling backgrounds, but she just keeps dumping their ass on the ground with these foot sweeps, and, uh, man, I mean, like, you have to ask, if they did have a 105 division, man, she's got to be right there at the top, right?
1: Yeah, they should just shut her. Featherweight, women's featherweight, and, and start Adam weight because there's plenty of a- Adam weight's like, got a massive globally. Yep, Water Lukbumi... look boomy. Jessica Penne used to
0: fight at Adam
1: weight. Um, yep, Jinu Fry. You Jin Fry, no, and and that's just and, people who are
0: already signed. Like you yeah. know, if you look over in in Japan and in, in stuff like Sohi Ham is nasty. Yep. Uh, Hamasaki Becca, Hamasaki's nasty. She's and she's fought yep. like Sohi Ham a couple of times, but like yeah women's women's atom weight has a lot of potential um and and they're like super violent women too so i really wish they would add that division and if they do man
1: it would look like loma would do some real i mean she's doing damage at strawweight yep yep she uh she's looking good uh before that uh andreas mihalidis beat kb boulard uh, another canadian who i told you not to pick and Lo and behold, he, he did not look good in this fight. He was, you know, waiting around for the action we brought to him and wasn't given much back uh, in return. Uh, he lost three rounds to none on two cards. Then uh, he stole a third round on, on, on the third card. But uh, onward and upwards for um who, uh, you know, I, I liked him uh, in his debut. And now he's actually got a win under his belt. So hopefully he can uh, keep moving on up the. The middleweight rankings
0: yeah agreed and, and it really lackluster performance for kb bullard that was my huge yep. takeaway like he, he didn't look like he wanted to be in there to be honest
1: yeah it's he's like, probably gone after that
0: yeah and and you know you hate to say that they're gonna fire him after two straight losses that that was the way it was like what 10 years ago like 10 years yep. ago you lost two you were out um yeah but like he's lost two and been knocked out by a jab and like then landed like what 12 punches or something like that in a, in a 15 minute fight. So yeah, I can't imagine the UFC wants to see more of what KB Bohr has to offer at this point.
1: Yep. He he did not go out there and look like a savage or what's the other killer? Thing call killer yes. Killer. He was not a killer nor a savage. Uh, and then uh, this is where we differed. Where, where Dan got his one up on me, the starting of the night, Featherweights Felipe Colares. Dan had him. I, I tried to um pretend that Dan didn't pick him, <laughs> but, but he he called me on it in uh, and I'm like, oh yeah, you're right, you did pick Colares. He, he beat Cool hand Luke Sanders. A pretty good fight. Sanders looked very good in, in the first round, but uh, Claris um, got the last two, and he won two rounds to run, two rounds to one. I, I think. Says I think exactly
0: what happened, what I said was going to happen, is that look, I, I love Luke Sanders, but his fight IQ is really fucking bad. Right? Like he just keeps doing things where you're like, really, what are you doing? Uh, so like, I, I'm not surprised he lost. It is really bad for his career um, that he's losing to a guy who's not even in his weight class, right? Because Kolaris is a bad That's guy. right, yeah. Um, yep. And, and, you know, like, uh, he didn't beat him really well. Right? Like, he didn't, like, beat the no. brakes off of him, but he, he beat him pretty good. So, um, yeah, yep. kind of disappointing for sure.
1: Yep, two straight losses, three out of four uh, for Sanders. So that's not... Looking so great for him. So, um, and then with uh, bonuses, uh, main event Proshka Reyes um, got fifty thousand, and Proshka got another fifty thousand for uh, his, his knockout. So he made a hundred grand in in bonuses. And um, my estimates, he estimate he made about the same in his regular pay. So he basically doubled his pay in bonuses. Uh, and Then. Jkz got the other 50 grand, so um, pretty easy, easy night, easy night to, to call the bonus winner since there's only two finishes there. Um,
0: yeah, I, I will say there were other really good fights that that were no, there were good fights. Uh, yes, it's for true. interpretation for fight of the night, right? Like right. I, I wouldn't have been shocked if they gave fight of the night to Tj Brown Kai Kamaka. That was a lot of yep. fun. Um, yeah. even Felipe Carlaris versus Luke Sanders was fun. Yeah, that um, was good too. Kudalaba versus Jacoby. Um, I guess the savages. Second, I guess the, yeah, they're savages. Um, but the <laughs> second and third round, I guess, a little more boring between those two. Yeah, but, it's true. You know, the, yeah. round one was was fight of the night. So, um, once that
1: once that spaz anger, um, once he burns off his spaz anger, uh, he he tends to to turn back to Doctor uh, Bruce Banner, and he's not quite so hulking out. Uh, Kudalaba, that is so. Yeah, the, the one round was fun. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. so, so there were
0: other choices for fight of the Night, but ultimately, yeah, you're yeah. right. I, I usually have a beef with who they're giving it to, especially when they load it up on the top of the card. Uh, but, right. in, but in this they, case, it, it makes a lot of
1: sense. Yep. Uh, which brings us to, uh, we've danced around this uh, next week's card, uh, May 8th. It is UFC and ESPN TBD versus TBD. <laughs> um, it's a tough one to call because they're so evenly matched, like, even the names, TBD, TBD. I think uh, we'll make our picks, obviously, uh, on our podcast that comes out on Wednesday night, Thursday morning. But I think at this point I'm leaning towards TBD. Uh, your thoughts, Dan? The
0: only thing about that, though, is that there's a lot of unknowns with TBD. That's
1: true. <laughs> very. yeah. That's, uh,
0: very. On um, both sides, though. That's it. That, yeah, off. that's true. It's a tough one to call. All right.
1: In all seriousness, we it was supposed to be Corey St. Hagen versus T TJ Dillashaw and that lovable TJ Dillashaw got himself hurt. Um, this is supposed to be his first fight back in two years suspension for doing EPO and who knows what else. Um, but he, he got cut, so he got headbutted in head butted in training. So uh, and Sanhagen wants to stick around and and fight him. He wants to wait around, so he's off the card also. Um, so it looks like we're going to put um, as we mentioned in the last show Michelle Waterson versus Marina Rodriguez for the main event, which Dan got very excited about because. For some reason, he wants to see uh, the <laughs> lovely Michelle Watterson, the lovely uh, Karate Mom. He wants to see her get beat up real bad. I, I don't want to see her happen. get beat up
0: real bad. Like, <laughs>
1: once in a while,
0: and, and I don't think it's just about Watterson, but just once in a while, you want to see everybody's darling, because that's what she is. She's, she's, she's a fan favorite for some inexplicable reason, most likely her Instagram. Um, but, like, there is... Once in a while where you just want to see that person have the ever-loving shit beat out of them by a violence monster like like Marina Rodriguez, right? Because that, that's what Marina Rodriguez is. Also, I've been singing the praises of Marina Rodriguez for a while. I, I think she is a very impressive boxer. Um, I, I think she's got a lot of chops. I think she's going to be really fun in this division. I was impressed as hell with what she did against Amanda Hibas. But she needs that signature win and like this would be it. You know what I mean? Like this this'd be yep. what she needs to catapult herself into that conversation.
1: Main event on ESPN will will do that for you. So um but here in the the fights that were fallen off his cards, so you got Dillashaw Sanhagen off. You had Holly Holm versus Juliana Pena, that's off. Um what else do we have? We Neil Magny, Jeff Neal, that one is off. Wait, that one's uh, off? Are you sure? Um, yeah, it says. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. 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 That that one is on. It's that got, one's on. Uh, okay, it, I, th- I thought yeah. so. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it got pulled off another card. So anyhow, that they've lost a lot of. Uh, oh, and they were supposed to have Diego Sanchez versus Donat Cerrone. and only the, one of those guys. Weird, is still Weirdo in the Sanchez is gone. <laughs> yeah, it's weirdo Diego Sanchez is gone. So, I, I would say it's uh, tragic. Story, a guy who's taken that much head trauma, and obviously he's not thinking right now, but he always was a weirdo, so I don't think it has anything to do with any of the shots he's taken to his head, so...
0: No, and it has more more to do with his guru than anything else. Exactly. There were some other points, too,
1: that fell off, too,
0: because... uh, originally Jimmy Flick was supposed to fight, and I was right. a big Jimmy Flick guy. And then that motherfucker yep. just straight up retired in the middle he of the retired. night.
1: Retired. Yeah. <laughs> in like. Yeah, he was supposed. To, the yeah, weirdest supposed to thing ever. It <laughs> yeah. It was <laughs> and very strange.
0: Roxanne Modafari tore a meniscus. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, like a bunch of sad losses on this card, but uh, I will say, despite the the big name value losses, there's still a lot of uh, very fun stylistic pieces in there.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, hopefully Cerrone, he's fighting TBD also. So TBD is going to be busy, uh, very busy. Um, Taylor Santos is fighting TBD also. So T- TBD is going to be in four fights, including the main amount where TBD is going to fight against uh, themselves. So it's TBD is going to be busy. So uh, hopefully Cerrone gets an opponent. Um, he we got we got? <laughs> uh, Yeah. Hey, we're down for it. Angela Hill, Amanda Hibas, that'll be fun. Neil Magni, Jeff Neal will be fun. Carlos Diego Ferreira versus Gregory Gillespie. That'll be fun. So, yeah, there's plenty of fun fights. Plus, um, as I've said before, it does not matter if the fights are fun. It does not matter if it's big names. You can make money off these fights. You can bet on them. So it doesn't matter to you degenerates who's fighting or how how exciting they are or what they look like or anything like that uh, because you can bet on it. That's all that matters.
0: That, that's, I can't think of anything else.
1: Exactly. So uh, we'll wrap it up on that. Are we give you enough? That's enough free content for your e Um Before uh, your homework, before you listen to us again on what Wednesday night is, obviously read our stuff at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Dan just put in print our Ten Commandments to MMA betting, so that definitely uh, is up. Everyone who's listening to this podcast is all definitely up your, your alley. Um, so you read all our stuff there. Uh, you can read all our stuff at MMA-Manifesto.com. Also, and I will be having um, my weekly pick'em contest will be posted on Monday. Um, TBD versus TBD. So make sure you uh, you pick TBD in that one. I'm telling you, that's who's going to win. Um, what else can you do? You can listen to Dan's pod- other podcasts if you insist on doing so. Um, he'll make fun of you though if you listen to all all of the three of his podcasts. <laughs> so so yeah, I <laughs> warn you there. Prelim Picker, where he picks the winners of the prelims. Catchy name for it. There you go. Top Turtle, which is a interview show, and then he also does some degenerate pick gambling picks in there with his uh, co-host. Do you know who is on as interview guests this week? Do you want to yeah, tickle gonna, everyone's interest here? We're
0: going to have Christian Aguilar, who is fighting Carlston Harris, uh, heading into that bout. And uh, I believe, and we're still finalizing this, I believe Gina Danger-Mazzani is going to be on as well. Uh, She's not fighting for two weeks, but she's always, like, a really good uh, story, especially because she started working at uh, James Krause's Glory MMA Fitness and came out looking like an absolute savage last time out.
1: Savage. And Christian Aguiar is very annoying to Google because they always want you to to google christina aguilera yeah when when you're trying uh, trying to you really mean this
0: when you're trying to do graphics work like like sometimes i need like the ufc's headshots that uh that that, you know or just like the png with the the transparent background so if you type christian aguilera uh dot png uh they're like did you mean christina aguilera and you get like seven genie in a bottle uh png
1: files (laughs) yep no doubt so um I can't even remember what what was it. Oh, I was talking about the Pick'em Contest, obviously. Make sure you check out that. And, and we were telling you about Dan's podcast. Um I destroyed Dan in fantasy baseball this weekend. I thought I mentioned that too. I outscored him again on Sunday. Now that I'm looking at the score. so take I, had, that. I had a bad yeah. Sunday.
0: I had a real bad Sunday. <laughs> but
1: Dan is still like in third, and I'm in seventh. So I don't have much to it's, say about it's that. It's not going to so.
0: stay that way if I keep playing like I did today.
1: Sure. So. <laughs> and if if you keep, uh, and you should listen actually to SGPN. We we have a new uh, Major League Baseball podcast, which is very good. I make sure. I think they're going to be doing it twice a week. Make sure you listen to that. Uh, it's not just gambling. They also talk about DFS and, and fantasy baseball and whatnot, so check that out as well. Um, and make sure you subscribe to our feed, obviously. Um, MMA gambling podcast. We want to make sure you don't miss out on our amazing eight, eight and two and nine and one picks that we had, and we're gonna. We decided we're gonna have winners coming up for TBD too. So, um, but that is TBD at this point. But uh, no, actually, it's not TBD. But we decided they are gonna be winners. So. Um, the fighters may be TBD, but the but the picks are definitely going to be winners. And uh, follow us on Twitter, and I'll stop ranting. Uh, Jeff Fox, writer, and Gumby Vreeland. Anything else to say, Daniel? Anything to say for yourself? No, I, I think that just about does it. Okay, go. Cool. I'll let you wrap it up. You wrap it up this week.
0: Uh, I'm David Gumby Vreeland. He <laughs> is Arctic Jack Fox, and we will see you next week.
1: You kind of butchered my last name, but that's okay. Fox? It sounded like you said socks, or but okay, bye. <laughs> bye everybody. We're leaving this in.